Good morning. If you missed last week's teaching, sermon, lesson, I really encourage you to go on hccwg.org and listen to it. HCC, Hope Community Church, willowgrove.org. For those who aren't real handy at the computer. <laughs> um, I'm excited about this series and um, to be part of the teaching team. Uh, if you caught some of the lesson last week, we're, we're kind of passing the baton. There's a, there's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> and uh, this, this week at Elders, we fully passed the baton to Pastor Brian. But he's not alone. We're still staying with him. <laughs> but we're excited about what Brian brings to the table and how we can support and encourage him. The series is about Acts 2 Church. What does that look like? And uh, he set the table with the aspect if we are part of God's church, if we are in Christ, we are part of God's church. And we should be people who are fully devoted to what God has for us as the church. In actuality, where's Caroline? She's somewhere. She's teaching. Thank you, Caroline. Um, the uh, one and others that Tony... Evans is going to teach, she rattled off a few, but one of them is to be devoted to one another. That's certainly the aspect that God wants in his kingdom, in his church. So we want to look at today, chapter 2, verse 42. You can almost memorize this. They, the believers at that time, and we're talking about right after Pentecost, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Now, let me give you a little time chart here. As I studied this, there's, I don't want to call discrepancies, just different ideas of the timeline from Jesus' birth to the time of Pentecost to this verse here. I'm under the persuasion and I'm going to show you in a little bit of the scriptures and when we got them and how we got them. But, and I looked at four different aspects of a timeline. They all differ a little bit, but I kind of picked out, as I've studied, one that's, that's pretty close that I believe is the most accurate. And I'll say it this way. There's some that believe that in 32 AD is when Jesus what triumphantly came into Jerusalem that week of his death. As I've studied, I'm back in the 29 AD family. Um, because it fits more when you go to the birth of Christ and the Luke account with Quirinius, who was the governor of Syria at the time, 
the history books put him about 5-6 BC. Um, a lot of the texts and scholars put Jesus at 4 BC, or it could be 3 BC, 2 and 1. One would have to be closer to the 32 AD. Am I losing you? Okay. Yeah. So here, here's the aspect. We know Christ was born. Historically and biblically, and by the way, I will always go by what it says here and not what even historians say. They've got it wrong on a lot of different occasions, and so often uh, history and archaeology has proven them wrong. The Bible is reliable. It said Jesus was born, he died, he rose again, and he ascended. So that just gives you a little bit of an idea that between 30 and 32, I'm going to round it off just for us to know, 30 AD, Jesus died, rose from the dead, ascended on high after 40 days on the earth, and then 10 days later, Pentecost. Boom! Acts 2. All right? Now... If we put up the dates of Scripture, and there was a little discrepancy here, but they were all pretty close. But if you see this, all agreed that James was the first book written by James, the half-brother of Jesus. That's the earliest date. 44 to 49. We're talking about... 30 AD. So we've got a good number of years before we even get to the first book of the Bible that was written. Just glance at, because we're going to touch on these verses, 1 John would be, rounding it off, 60 years that the church existed without the book of 1 John and even up to Revelation, the later part of 96. We're going to look at Ephesians, written about 60 AD, so we're talking about 30 years after Acts 2 and the day of Pentecost and the church beginning. Does that make sense? So there's a good distance through that. So when it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, we're live now after Pentecost. The apostles are sharing what they saw and what they heard. So we go to this next verse, 1 John, 60 years about after it was written. It says this. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, beginning being when Christ comes on the the scene. Which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at, and our hands have touched. Coming from John, you remember how John would lay on Jesus' chest and bosom? He loved Jesus. He got to touch him, he got to see him, he got to hear him. And in 30 AD, around then, the apostles are telling the church, what Jesus taught them, what they seen, 
with their eyes and heard with their ears. He goes on to say, This we proclaim concerning the word of life, Jesus, the living word. The life appeared, we have seen it and testified to it. In A.D. 30, that's what they're doing. And we proclaim to you the eternal life, Jesus, which was with the Father and has appeared to us, Christ. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship. That's the next teaching going on. With us, and our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. We write to make our joy complete. So in 1 John, he's writing some 60 years after what they're teaching in 30 AD, what God has said. Now, what I want to try to help you understand, what does that mean to us in the 21st century? We have the apostles seeing and touching Christ and watching him ascend into heaven on the Mount of Olives 10 days before Pentecost. And Jesus says to him, go and wait till I send you the Holy Spirit. How we thank God for the Holy Spirit. He leads and guides and leads us into all truth. I pray... And the teachers pray on the teaching team that it will be God speaking through us, not us. We are encouraged to study carefully so that we are precise, that we are teaching you guys truth. So, let me just move us along through this era of 2,000 years. By the way, the early church and Peter taught during the 30 AD, the Pentecost time, that we are living in the last days, over 2,000. I believe we are living in the last days. The way technology, the way the world is going, I don't think it's going to be that long for Jesus. I may be raptured, taken up, before Jesus comes. Now that's how I see it. We don't all see that in eschatology, and that's okay. But I want to help you understand this for us in the 21st century. Um, next slide is Ephesians 4, 11, 13. This is written 30 years after the live Acts 2. But this is what God, through the Holy Spirit, was writing through Paul. Paul. So now we have this in hand. And here's what it says. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may he build up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. 
That gives us God's purpose, but he also tells us what the procedure is. He's giving gifts to pastors and teachers. 2,000 years later, we believe that there are men here with the gift of teaching that can share God's word. And we are sharing the apostles' teaching. Not only what they've seen and heard, but now the written word. We have that. That's wonderful and powerful. So that we want to encourage you that come here at Hope, and, and I believe most of you do, maybe all of you, I hope, when you come here on a Sunday morning, are you believing that we are teaching truth? And we're trying to do that as best we can, and we do make errors. We're not infallible. But here's my point on this. If the early church was devoted to the apostles' teaching, then it reflects in the 21st century that we here at Hope need to be devoted to the teaching here that we're teaching the apostles' teaching. I, I say it this way. I'm, I'm more of a math guy than an English. A equals B equals C. A, the apostles' teaching. B, the Bible, Scripture. C, the church. That's kind of the process that we've taken this from. The early apostles taught what they seen and heard, Eventually, some of them wrote it down, and God saw to it in the second century that was all compiled as a 27-book New Testament. I don't want to get into all the different aspects of how they did it. It's pretty marvelous with the different manuscripts. But I believe God says all Scripture is God-breathed. God saw to it that the 39 books in the Old Testament and the 27 books in the New Testament are his word for you and I. So that, I want to make this statement, you and I should be fully devoted to the teaching that's here at Hope Community Church. If you believe we're teaching truth. And I really stand before God Sit before God as I study, and I cry out to him, help me. Let me share another verse in Ephesians. Ephesians is one of the, the best books in the New Testament that teaches the aspect of the church. Chapter 1, what we have in Christ. Then it goes on to 2 and 3, what he wants us to look like, and then carrying out what he wants us to do our behavior, so that, going back to Acts 2, it gives similar things. God wants us to be vote, to vote, <coughs> devoted to the apostles' teaching. God wants you and I here at Hope to be devoted to the teaching that's going on here because you believe it's biblical. Does that make sense? Now, if that's true... That's a powerful responsibility 
for all of us here as members or regular attenders at Hope Community Church. Let me read Ephesians 4, 16. This is a, this is a great verse for us to see as instructions for us as the body of Christ. From him, Christ, the whole body, you ain't left out. You ain't getting out of this without being responsible. God, this is a charge to you as the member of the body of Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Through Paul, the Lord is writing to the Ephesians church that says this, everybody needs to do their part. If you are in Christ, it's a process, and we say it here, all the members are the ministers. We should be working together to carry out different aspects of what we believe God's calling us here to do. And so many of you do that. We are, as elders, just so overwhelmed and appreciate of the support and the work that you guys do. It's what the church does. And we need to do it together. I want to end this aspect of what it looks like to Hebrews 13. It says this, and I want to unpack this a little bit because it's pretty powerful. It's under the aspects of being devoted to the apostles' teaching. Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Wow, that speaks to my heart. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden. This is interesting. For that would not be a benefit to you, not only to us. Here's an instruction it's in the command form to have confidence in your leaders. Um, I want to just encourage you, us men who are not perfect, make mistakes, but do you believe that our hearts at the bottom line is to serve the Lord? We say that in our elders' meetings. We say this, and we did this for 2019. Are you all in this year? That's our hearts. We cannot do that without the Holy Spirit teaching us, humbling us, helping us understand and living in and through us how that works out. Pray for those who have authority over you. We live in a day where submit and authority aren't good words. What? 
I submit to no more sin. Well, you can choose to do that. But our Savior is writing this through Hebrews that it's not a benefit. When we work together, striving to accomplish the things of Christ, God can do powerful things through us. But if we allow discord or disagreement or fighting, um, James talks about that. that we're not going to accomplish the things that God wants us to do. And I want to say this, a powerful thing for me to always remember. Even in my position here as elder, pastor, overseer, shepherd, I will have to give an account when I stand before my Savior. And I want to hear those words, well done. Now you read the book of Revelation, the seven letters to the churches, Jesus tells them, that you're doing good things, but here's some things you're not doing. We have that here at Hope. We don't do everything right. But at the heart of that, I pray that you see your leaders are truly desiring to follow Christ. And if we do that, and you're devoted to the teaching and all the elements that's going on here at Hope, we will go forward as a shining star for Jesus Christ. Because we want his message to be the number one thing. And I want to just share two aspects that we've been teaching you throughout the year. Our core values. Don't look. Could you recite them? I was hoping they wouldn't be up there, but... And I agree with him. Brian wanted to change and have that up there as we start the new year. A caring place. That's a core value of hope, but we believe it's a core value of Christ. Ephesians, be kind and gentle to one another. The passage that Brian taught on this was 1 Corinthians 13. Love. We want to be a church of love. Is that said in the scriptures? You bet it is. We need God's help through Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, to love one another. But we can do that. A place where God is transforming our lives. Romans 12. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. When I became a believer in Christ, I didn't have God's thoughts. We talked about this Saturday doing the book of Job. We want to be men and women who are studying how God wants us to think and put off the wrong thoughts and put on the thoughts that are right, especially what the Word of God says about God. I want to be transformed to believe what God says about himself. He is an incredible God, all-powerful, all-knowing, makes your head spin when you think of the eight billion people that are on the earth right now, and he knows what everyone is thinking. And the ants, he knows when they're crawling and when they're going to get stepped on. <laughs> and the ostrich egg cracking. You know, it just goes on and on. Is that who our God is? Oh, I believe that to my depth. But I pray that I will buy into that truth so that I can live it out as well. So when trouble comes, my God's got it.
It's under his control. It's a place where we're strengthened. I can do all things through Christ, not Chick, who strengthens me. My power is in my Savior and the Holy Spirit and my Father. And I want to learn to live that way. Dare I say, I want to be devoted to live that way. And I want to be real. I don't want to be someone who's hypocritical. We want it to be a place of genuineness. I don't have to be afraid of my weaknesses or even my sinfulness. Why? Somebody want to give me an answer for that? What? Christ's righteousness. He's paid for it. I don't have to be afraid. Lord, I confess again how weak and sinful I am. Lord, forgive me and let Christ's righteousness live in me. Wow, what we have in Christ is incredible. And then Christianity is a matter of the heart. We taught on that. What does that mean? The heart, the mind, the very spirit that you have that's been given to you, that's what you live by. The heart thinks. The heart chooses. And I need to recognize, we just went through this in Galatians, my flesh and the spirit of God does this all the time. And I need to submit to the Holy Spirit's power. These core values are the apostles' teaching, which we have chose to use just for us here to know what's hope all about. So that when you come into hope or you have an activity, you can ask yourself, as I ask myself, how can I care for the people here at Hope? Lord, show me some areas where I can help people, care for them. The way and I have talked about this, and I think I shared about this, we're getting older. We can't do some of the physical things we used to do. But we certainly, in our older age, like Rich was talking about, we want to bless people for Christ's sake. And there's a lot of ways we can do that. We, we can hear that you need a meal. And we, we did this just recently, and my wife and I made 50 meatballs, rolled them all together. I had fun doing that, and yet I had an opportunity to bless people. That's what we want to think about. Be devoted to caring for one another. In a few minutes, Brian's going to come up and share. Hopefully you can stay afterwards. We're going to feed you if you do. And he's going to share some things that God has put on his heart about where we go from here. We want to be devoted to the things and the objectives, ob objectives that the elders, the pastors, are sharing here at Hope. And Brian is now the lead pastor. We say it this way, he's driving a helicopter. We're in it with him. Sometimes you, whoa. <laughs> but we're all part of that process. And as you support and be devoted 
to what Brian and the elders are doing, you're part of what God wants you to do because they were devoted to the apostles' teaching and direction. It makes sense, and God will bless that. Let me just say just a little bit about Brian and Angie. Two years you're coming up on. We scrutinized these guys as best we could. <laughs> but I want to tell you this. From my perspective, I love Brian and Angie. They have a heart for God. And the old guy who's passing the baton and will still be useful to the kingdom wants to support what God is putting on Brian's heart. And we as elders have said that. Um, it really works well because God's in that. And I know in these two years I've seen Brian's heart. I can't wait what it looks like five more years down the road to serve side by side and love you more. Um, and, and I pray that Brian will grow in his love for Jesus more. Um, and Angie. It's, it's just a wonderful aspect that we have here at Hope. So that, and in three and four minutes, he's going to get up and share tangible kingdom, and we're going to go downstairs and watch the kids. I just want to share from my heart. I'm not going to give all the things Brian's going to talk about. My question is, is tangible kingdom biblical? And it is. So often, tangible kingdom is about, and we've been learning this, up a relationship with God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In a relationship that's devoted, and you're going to get this soon, to koinonia, to the fellowship of the body of Christ. There is nothing like it in the world. The Holy Spirit indwells us to put us together and to live out life. Sometimes we don't do it well, but we can confess to the Lord and we can confess to each other. Ephesians says, forgiving one another just as Christ has forgiven you. There's the bar. That tells me I wanted to be devoted to forgiving you no matter what you do. Because Christ forgave me. Boy, that's a wonderful bar. Tangible kingdom. You're going to listen to, and it's going to change some of the structure here at Hope, how we do church, especially in the small groups. But ultimately, what we saw down the shore with the elders is that I want to be, well, Wayne and I want to be, people who are part of a church that want to see lost people, unbelievers, people who don't know Jesus come to Christ. And there's going to be a lot of things shaken up. Good to get shaken up. Um, Hebrews talks about that. God will shake the things that can be shaken so the things that are rock solid cannot be shaken. Ultimately, that's our faith in Christ. So, just to encourage you, if we're teaching, if we're leading you in the paths that God has ordained,
if they're biblical. Let's be fully devoted to following what God's doing here at Hope through the leadership. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you have a master plan before the earth was even created and the mountains were set on high. And part of that plan is to call each one of us who are in Christ to yourself. I thank you for such great salvation. I did not deserve it. It's not by anything that I have done, but by your grace and your mercy. And I pray that each one of us have come to that place where we've realized it's Jesus and him only, and that we would repent of our sins and turn to you, and that you would make us your sons and daughters so that we can be a part of this great kingdom that will one day be set in the eternity and forever of glory and honor and praise to you. Amen.